Well, that was another fantastic episode of Run the Past with Chef Andre Natera. I really, really enjoyed and appreciated that episode. I hope you enjoyed it as well. I'm joined now by Dirk Izzo, the president of NCR Hospitality. Dirk, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Tyler. I appreciate it. So one of the things I've been wondering is how the pandemic really accelerated innovation and adoption of new technologies in the restaurant space. Is that something that you've noticed during this time as well? Oh, without a question. I mean, you think about it, we had probably five years of innovation that happened in five months um, Mm. because customers had to just innovate to survive. Um, So we did some pretty cool things during that time. Uh, I'd say like one of the one of the big ones we did was um, as customers, as the pandemic hit, it was clear that their restaurants inside the restaurants were shut down. And so they really had to convert to drive throughs for quick service restaurants and takeout and delivery and curbside pickup for uh, table service restaurants. And so we did a lot of innovation around getting customers just set up with their e-commerce uh, solution. We had a lot of table service restaurants that had never done that before. They've never had, never had the, they've, they've never had the need to do that. Um, and so we, we set up 2,100 customers with e-commerce um, mm-hmm. on us just to get them set up and, and to take care of them and get them started. And I wonder from a consumer perspective, how 2020 shifted what consumers are looking for from their restaurants, be it delivery or pickup options, e-commerce, outdoor dining. I wonder if that shifted how restaurants had to respond because all of a sudden consumers were looking for different things pretty much overnight. Yeah, so let me break it down into two buckets. Um, Mm -hmm. On the quick service side, it was really all about efficiency of the drive-through. And so if you if you pull up to a drive through anybody goes anybody on the podcast that goes to a drive through today, they look at the line and they kind of gasp and go, oh, my God, it's going to take 20 minutes to get through the line. But they're so efficient because we put queue busting technology in place and they really figured out a way to turn a single threaded uh, drive through into a multi threaded drive through and really push people through at a very fast pace. So that's been one set of innovations that they've done to really get the drive throughs cranking at quick service. And and honestly, that that's that's led them to. Um, to great, obviously great record drive-through sales, but they've been able to maintain their top line pretty consistently throughout the whole pandemic because people still want to eat out as much as possible. If you switch that to the table service side, it's a different set of needs, a different set of, of, of capabilities really. Um, first, when they shut down the inside of the restaurant, it was all about how do I deal with e-commerce and how do I get, um, how do I be able to take that inbound order, give it to the kitchen very quickly and be able to set up pickup curbside in some cases and delivery because a lot of people didn't have delivery uh, set up at all. So we've done a lot with the delivery services to be able to link that together. And then as states have opened back up and opened their restaurants back up, consumers demand safety. And it's gotta be something that's seen. So a lot of people like, oh, I put these ultraviolet uh, filters in place, but if they can't see it, they don't believe it. And so a lot of that comes down to these contactless environments um, how do you create an experience for consumers that is touchless so that they don't have to interact or touch anything in the restaurant? Or if they do, it's got to be it's got to be perceived as being super clean. You know, I think you make a good point that that cleanliness and safety aspect is something that's definitely going to carry over as we continue to move forward. What other innovations or changes do you anticipate staying around even after the pandemic and, and even after kind of we've put all of this behind us? What sorts of things do you think never really go back to the way it was before? Yeah, let me share two that I think are mm-hmm. really important uh, for people specifically in that dine-in restaurant. Um, so when you dine in and you've been there before and you get your bill at the end, it comes in a portfolio, you hand somebody your credit cards, you're exchanging materials back and forth. So one of the innovations we put in very quickly was a touchless payment experience. And there's no place to tap your Apple Pay or tap, tap your Google Pay. So what we did is on the receipt that you get handed, there's a QR code. 
and you scan the QR code and it takes you to a web page that allows you to pay right with your wallet. You can add the tip, you can pay, you get your digital receipt, everything's done right there. You never have to touch anything. It's all done with your personal device, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, Max uh, or Mad Max is a, is a customer in Pennsylvania. They make huge burritos. They've deployed that and they're getting great response from their, uh, from their customer base out there. So that's, that's one example of contactless. The other one that I'm sure if anybody on the podcast has eaten out, when they go out to a restaurant today, instead of, handed a instead of getting handed a menu, they say, oh, you can go to this website or you can scan this QR code and get a menu. Pretty common. The menu's static today. So you go in there and you still have to talk to the server or the waiter or waitress, and it's a static menu. We took that one step further because one of the challenges during the pandemic is getting staffing. And I'll come back to that in a second. But what we did is when you scan that QR code, we bring up an interactive menu. So you can actually order a drink and it goes to the bar. And then you can come down and order, you can order your food and it goes to the kitchen and a runner will bring it out to you. And it's a great, we've gotten great feedback from consumers. The experience is phenomenal because they can order when they want and the food comes. And the best part is when you're done with dinner and you're ready to get up and go because your kids are driving you crazy or whatever it might be, you can literally pay right in your phone, get up and walk out. And the benefit to the restaurant, which we found over time is six to 10%, I'm sorry, six to 10% less labor costs because you don't have the, the people sitting there taking orders and going back and forth. You just have runners um, that are coming out to the table. And so we've seen great adoption of that as well with a lot of our customers where they're looking to create that, that real touchless experience and not just a static menu. You know, that's interesting. I'm glad you brought up QR codes because for a long time, they seemed like a solution in search of a problem for me. And then the pandemic presented that problem and gave QR codes a real function and purpose. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on that and hear your thoughts a little bit more on QR codes in general. No, I absolutely agree. So it, it's a place where it's low tech from the perspective of you don't have to have a piece of technology at the table to interact with. You can use your personal device and the QR code just links where you're at location wise both the restaurant and the table back with an application that allows you then to make an order in the case I just shared with you. So I think it's, I think it's a great technology. The technology has been out there for a while, as you alluded to, um, without really a, a great use. And this is a, a great opportunity for us to use it. And it's a, it's a low tech way of doing a lot of the things that, that you really want to be contactless and touchless. So this has obviously been a challenging time for restaurants. What lessons do you think we can learn from this experience that can be applied to future challenging experiences, be it a pandemic or even something else? Yeah, I, let, let, me, um, let me address that. I'm gonna talk about both our customers and our employees because I think the two go hand in hand together. Mm. Um, what I would tell you is we have an industry which was hurt terribly bad and they're in terrible pain because of the pandemic because they have uh, less hours. They're, they're not able to do a lot of the things they did before. They can't take care of the customers the way they did before as well. And so one of my big mantras for the team has been, we have to shift to take care of our customers. Forget about anything else. The most important thing is helping our customers stay in business. And that's been kind of at the forefront of everything that we're doing. And my belief is if we do that, then we will have a customer for life because they will, really, they will really appreciate everything that we've done. So that's been a big shift for us to really focus on the customer um, really think about things from a customer's lens and do everything we can to help them. And we always have opportunities for, for improvement. Everybody does, um, but it, it starts at the top and it's something that I do, um, to be honest with you. I'll give you an example. Um, on, on Christmas day, Waffle House had, a, uh, had an outage because of the Nashville bombing, uh, the devastating bombing in Nashville. It knocked out AT&T's wireless, which they count on for their stores. Um, we got a call from their CEO and said, can you help? 
wasn't our problem whatsoever, right? It was an AT&T outage. Uh, we leaned in. We had a whole team of people on the phone with them for six hours on Christmas Day uh, troubleshooting this. We got them back up and running through some very unique capabilities and things that we did working with them. Um, and that's the largest day of the year for Waffle House. I have no clue. Largest day of the year for them. So wow. we made their customers happy because everybody wanted to go out to breakfast on Christmas Day. And more importantly, the servers that took the time to work that day, we, we processed thousands and thousands of dollars of tips through the end, through the point of sale systems um, on that day for those servers that worked on Christmas Day. So I'm super proud of what the team did on that day to help that customer. And so that was one, I mentioned two. I said one was our learnings on the pandemic around the customers and really focusing on taking care of the customers. And I'd say the exact same thing about our employees. So we sent our employees home in March last year and we said, we're gonna have to work from home. The school sent the kids home, right? Everything changed in our lives as we know it as humans. And we had to change the way we work because people had to help kids with schoolwork. They had to help them in the afternoon because there was no afternoon extracurricular activities and things like that. So we've shifted our, our schedule to really help our employees. And the reason why we focus so much on that is because it's our employees that take care of our customers. And if our desires take care of our customers, it starts with our employees. And so we put a lot of time and effort into really thinking about how we can help them function in this pandemic world. Mm. Do you anticipate seeing more ghost kitchens and delivery only options, or do you think that's something that'll tail off once we're out of the pandemic? Yeah, I, I think we will. I absolutely think we will. It's an area of investment for us. So we have an incredible kitchen solution for restaurants today. And what we've done is um, I call it a headless, I call it a headless kitchen essentially, right? No, <laughs> no front office, no, um, and, and really no uh, restaurant seating area at all. And so we've, we've created an offering which allows us to put our technology into a ghost kitchen so all the inbound e-commerce uh, orders will come in and get routed to the right ghost kitchen or to a store based upon the load that's on the individual, the individual restaurant or ghost kitchen. And so we can route things to the right place. It goes directly to the kitchen, it gets refilled and gets uh, handed to the delivery organization to actually deliver back out to you or I as consumers. So Dirk, before we let you go, is there anything else you wanna mention just about the current state of restaurants and what you're seeing in the industry right now? Yeah, I think, I mean, I think there's going to be a lot more focus on e-commerce. Um, I think mm. that's going to be a big one. I think restaurants will look hard at how they create a more digital experience inside their four walls, because I think that's going to be really important to the future. And as I said, we had five years of innovation that happened in five months. I think one of the things that we're seeing is as customers do that and infuse more and more technology at the ends, the customers we deal with are franchises, so small franchise owners and small businesses. Right? That's who restaurateurs are for the most part. Mm -hmm. They are not technologists. So as we put more and more technology out there, what, what our focus is, is really to help them from a wall-to-wall -wall perspective and to help them manage their restaurant um, technology. And so today, if you think about it, if somebody hired Best Buy's Nerd Squad to put in a firewall and network, and we put in the point of sale and somebody else puts in the Sonos speakers, when something goes wrong, who do you call? You have a restaurant towards trying to take care of the customers and deliver a great experience. And now they're trying to figure out who do I actually call to get something fixed. Um, and that's right. an area where I think we as NCR, it's a focus area, as I said before, we want to take care of our customers. And it's a focus area for us to be able to help them as a service, be able to support their restaurant technology from a wall-to-wall -wall perspective. That is Dirk Izzo, president of NCR Hospitality. Dirk, thank you so much for joining us here on Run the Pass. Thank you very much, Tyler. I appreciate the time.